Whitelist.io. Good afternoon and welcome to the Right Fit Podcast. I'm Daryl Jacobs, your host. Join me every Friday noon Eastern time with decision makers in collegiate athletics and professional sports. But joining me today is the vice president at Turnkey Search, one of the most sought after search firms in the industry. Please welcome to the show, Katie Young-Stout. Katie, welcome. Hey, Daryl. It's so great to be here with you today. And thank you. That was a warm welcome. I enjoyed that intro video. Well, you know, we our technology is getting pretty good here. You know, welcome to the technology age where you can do all I the love it. I love it. And all that great stuff. But here. thank you for joining us. I know you've been very, very busy, you know, with all the coaching openings, administrative openings. So um, this is going to be a great show. A lot of the coaches are going to be watching this, and I know they're going to be really, really um, just sitting on every word that you say, trying to learn, give them some insight on this industry and why search firms have become the go-to for looking for candidates and filling job openings. But before we get into the Q&A, talk a little bit about your journey into the sports search industry. Yeah, that's a great question. And it has been a journey, Daryl. I started this business uh, you know, in 2004 when I was three years old. I'm just kidding. 2004, I graduated the University of Tulsa. I went straight to work for Bob Bodine as kind of his apprentice. I, he, he taught me everything I you know, knew in the business and uh, what a great mentor Bob was for me for about eight years. And um, I got to do a lot with him from pro sports to college searches and really helped lead my own searches uh, towards the end there. And then I got an itch to do something a little bit different and I moved to Las Vegas, right? Who doesn't want to do that? So I uh, worked for a company called Coaching Charities for about a year, running foundations for coaches, just my passion, you know, with people and philanthropy work and that sort of thing. But, you know, I, I learned very quickly. I didn't like putting on events and, you know, doing galas and, and all those sorts of things. Event planning was not my thing. Uh, so I went to the University of Rivers, uh, you know, University of California, Riverside, was an assistant athletics director for marketing, got some really great campus experience, worked with some tremendous people there, including former basketball coach Jim Woldridge, who was the AD at the time. And really enjoyed that. But I had the opportunity to go back uh, kind of through my network. I learned that Greg Brown at Learfield was looking for someone to come run talent acquisition. And I had the chance to move back to Dallas and uh, really enjoyed that. Did that for another couple of years. Then I got back into search about six years ago uh, with Whit Kiefer and then Ventura Partners with Chad Chalice, who I work with now at Turnkey. We were acquired last year by Turnkey uh, from Ventura Partners. So it, it's been quite a journey, a lot of relationships along the way, a lot of great people, and some of my best friends are in this business. So it's been a lot of fun. But well, talk a little bit about who and what is Turnkey Search. A lot of people don't probably don't know um, who Turnkey is, but of course we know and everybody in the industry know, but some people probably didn't have the privilege or um, been introduced to Turnkey Search. Sure. So Turnkey is a global executive search firm. And what we loved about moving our business from Ventura over to Turnkey was just the global impact we could have. Um, the chance to do bigger and you know bigger searches, work with more clients, and also have um, a professional sports element to what, not that I do every day, but with a team of people who are experts in their fields. So we've got a couple different branches um, of Turnkey, which is now Turnkey ZRG. We were acquired again by a parent company, another global firm. And that's been really tremendous for resources, um, you know, and that sort of thing. But but with Turnkey Search, um, Turnkey ZRG, we've got a pro sports um, element. We've got college sports, which is what Chad and I run. Then we've got music and media. So we've got a guy actually in Nashville that does music searches. And he's one of our uh, expert search consultants. So we've I mean, we've got a former ESPN executive on our on our team that does the media stuff and a bunch of other things. So and then, of course, our fearless leader, Lynn Perna, uh, the president. So we've uh, we've got 
you know, team of around 20 people at Turnkey ZRG and, um, you know, college sports is just a piece of it, but it's a big piece. It's definitely a big piece. Talk about the area that you oversee within Turnkey. Yeah. So that would be the college athletics department. So, um, I am passionate about college athletics. I love working with, working with student athletes and it probably stems a little bit from my time at UC Riverside. When I was with Bodine, we used to do pro searches, presidents of teams, athletic director searches, football, basketball. And back then no one was really using a firm to do like a volleyball search or a softball search and things that I'm really passionate about. So I get the chance every day in the college athletics world uh, to work and really impact the lives of student athletes by helping athletic directors find and identify top talented coaches uh, who are doing awesome things where they are and they love their jobs, but you know, there may be a situation where they're looking, you know, to either move up or, or move over um, to, a, to another opportunity. So it's just something that's been really fun for me um, just given my campus experience, just my passion for higher education and, and student athletes and coaches to be able to really create my own little niche in college athletics. Um, so the part of the, the job I really love is just working every day with our athletic director clients um, or our president clients on filling athletic director searches. And obviously, you know this, Daryl, but some people don't. We don't get to pick who wins the job. Right. So it's our job to present a great slate of candidates uh, who are the best at their particular job and give our client great choices. Our clients are the universities. I'm not an agent. I don't represent coaches. I don't really have a horse in the race, you know, when it comes to who's getting the job. I just want to make sure it's a great result and that my client is happy. And that's when the client's happy, everybody's happy. No question. Why do you think search firms have become so popular in the sports industry? Yeah, it's a great question. Like I mentioned, when I was, you know, back 18 years ago when I started, um, you know, I mean, search firms have been around since 1967. You know, they started that uh, Isma Bodine was was born out of McKinsey uh, Consulting Group, right? So they just found a need to um, have an expert uh, in talent acquisition and helping, um, you know, hiring managers, you know, run full searches. But it's really evolved over the past 18 years. And traditionally where we would be working with, you know, a president to find an AD or, or facilitate a search process for a football or basketball coach, it's really evolved. And now that athletic directors are so busy, they've got you know, obviously it is their job to hire coaches. That's a big piece of the job, but they've got donors, they've got constituents, they've got, you know, some of them are in court right now, you know, doing different cases and all kinds of different things. You know, they've got to be experts in everything. They've got to do revenue generation. They've got to raise money. They've got to deal with all kinds of constituents. They sit on the president's cabinet. So they don't have time to be constantly looking at every tennis coach in the country to figure out, hey, if my tennis job happens to come open next year, who would I hire, right? I mean, if if and when it ever would come open. Because um, a lot of jobs are, you know, there are three reasons jobs open. People retire, people get fired, or, you know, they leave for a different opportunity. So an athletic director can't possibly predict what jobs might come open. So they use an outside consultant, uh, which is what we are, you know, a third party to come in. And when they do have a need, we're able to really help talent mapping and be able to get them ready because our job is to know the market. We have to know what's going on in every sport. And that's something I really enjoy, uh, you know, podcasts like this. I'm sure a lot of coaches will reach out after. And I love getting to know coaches. I love, you know, working with, um, with athletic directors on every sport, not just the traditional, you know, uh, marquee basketball, football searches. I mean, like I said, football defensing is kind of like our new motto, right? Cause I did a, I work with Yale a lot. I've done their squash coach, their field hockey coach, their fencing coach, and work with Vicky and her team on a lot of different things. So I think just having to know, you know, there are, you know, 15 to 32 sports in every athletic department, and you can't possibly know, 
you know, identification is, is one thing, but it's also, they're all about, you know, the confidentiality and really making sure the processes run well and that people are treated well, right? So one person gets the job in a search. So if you're a runner up a couple of times, or you've got an opportunity, you know, to be involved in a search and, and maybe you don't know quite what the next steps are, or the athletic director hasn't called you back and we're a buffer. We're, we're able to kind of be that middle person to make sure the candidates are having a good experience, make sure the athletic director runs a smooth process and they have great choices but also, you know, the confidentiality piece, because you've got a job, right? That these coaches have great jobs and they're just going to go apply on some you know, facelessmonster.com website for a new coaching job. And to be able to go behind the scenes and really identify talent, but not just identify, but recruit the talent and say, hey, look, Daryl, got a great opportunity over here as the, you know, head ice hockey coach at Michigan State. You know, this is what's great about Allen. This is what's great about the department. This is where they're going. This is kind of what renovations they may have. You know, going on. So I might be recruiting you who is in a good job, but able to sell that athletic department to the coach who already has a good job. So we're not just looking at applicants. This is like identifying the top talent and going after those talented people. And so that's another. And the last element, which is probably the most important part, is the referencing and intelligence we that we get behind the scenes. You know, if you're a jerk as an assistant coach, that's going to come out um, in the referencing. And we built a extensive network across all sports and even administrators that allow us to quickly and quietly go behind the scenes and make sure these candidates are good people. Their student, their student athletes are happy. They're treating people well, you know, from the compliance person to the athletic trainer to whoever, we have to make sure these people are good people because these jobs are risky today. Athletic directors have such a risky job. They make one bad hire and their job's over, you know, and then they're off, you know, working at Safeway. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's just very important that you uh, you hire great people and you know who the people are that you're hiring before you hire them. And, and that's a great segue into my next question. Talk about some of the searches and institutions you have worked with and the type of searches. Oh, gosh, Daryl, this has been 18 years of this. So where do I start? Um, I'll just give you an example. So um, we'll just take basketball since this is rising coaches. Right. So this year I am on my 10th basketball search right now uh, from March 1st until now. We've had 10. And, you know, Chad's taken the lead on a couple of them. I've taken the lead on the others and, you know, we're a team. And so we help each other and, and really try to make sure that we're, uh, you know, we're not overwhelmed and we don't, we have the bandwidth to actually do the search. Right. So, but we've had seven women's I'm working on Yale. That's the last one we'll close probably in the next two weeks uh, for women's basketball. And then we've had three men's basketball, uh, UMass, South Carolina, and uh, of course, K-State with Jerome Tang, obviously been a guest, I think, on Rising Coaches in your podcast before. So great person, you know, but it's been it's been wild. And I've got a seven month old baby and it's just been he is amazing. But, you know, being a, a mom is different than last year. I was just pregnant on Zooms. Now I actually have a child, <laughs> so which has been amazing, too. But, um, you know, we've worked uh a lot of different schools, everyone, we don't just work with power fives, right? Last year I did uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, worked with John Palumbo to get Steve Lutz in there and then worked with UMBC with Brian Barrio and Jim Ferry and just facilitating those processes with the athletic directors and helping them, um, you know, have good choices and make sure that they're referencing and all the things we just talked about. So those are a couple that uh, we've worked with. So everything from we're doing the Penn State athletic director search right now um, just to finish up UC Riverside volleyball. So it's literally from football to fencing and everything in between. <laughs> well, you know what? You, you, your, your phone will be ringing off the hook now. These coaches, you said, you know, and I hope, does. I hope it does. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and for, and if our listeners and viewers don't know, 
Um, Katie serves as part of our board of advisors on the Rising Coaches DEI Alliance. So um, I just want to make sure they know that you're a part of us as well. Let's talk about the process, of course. Now, let's talk about some of those do's and don'ts. I got a lot of them. <laughs> this has been a wild year, Daryl. I'm not going to lie. People, you know, coaches out there, I'm just going to give you some, some advice. You know, don't interview for a job. It's okay to to look at jobs and evaluate jobs, but do not get in the, you know, on the plane and go to campus if you are not going to take the job, unless there's something completely crazy that happens. I mean, you know the cost of living. You know if your spouses or, or partners on board, right? You know what the job is. You have a good idea of what the facilities are like because everything's online. Do not get on the plane and take a vacation. This is not a vacation. This is not something you're just going to go, hey, I think I'll just go to LA today and interview for this job. No, this is a serious thing. And, you know, and I say that only because I had several candidates this year that just were, you know, they were just kind of, in, in particular, actually in women's basketball, um, you know, very, very uh, saturated pool right now. A lot of people interviewed for multiple jobs at the same time. But if you're not going to take a job, you know, do all your research ahead of time. Do not get on that plane or drive in that car and go to campus and tell the AD you want the job. If and you know basically what the salary is going to be, right? You do all your research up front. You know what the system pools are. Everybody's got the information. There's no surprises. And if you have a surprise, you better ask whoever's running the search or ask the AD directly um, if there's something you're really concerned about uh, that would prevent you from taking the job. So um, I think that's just number one. Don't just treat this like a vacation. This isn't this interview isn't a vacation, right? You need to go and actually want the job. You know, and that's just, you know, one thing. I think some some of the things just in the interview itself, you know, do your research. You've got to do your research on the roster. I like to tell coaches, treat this like you're doing a scouting report on the school. So look at the roster. What are they missing? What pieces are missing? Who does what well? You know, if you were to be named the head coach tomorrow, what would your plan be? And the answer shouldn't be, well, I really haven't done any research. Right? You should have everything backwards and forwards. And if it helps you to treat that like a scouting report, like you're scouting that team, like you're scouting the athletic department, you know, um, make sure you do that and make sure you know everything going in. And of course, there'll be things you don't know. But I think just just as a general rule of thumb, do your research, know who the AD is, know why the job's open um, and be able to answer good, you know, be answered questions specifically. Because, you know, we we'd always like to talk in vague generalities like, well, I'm going to play fast and I'm going to run up and down the court and we're going to do this. Know something about their personnel. Show that you've done your research. Hey, look, we've got a really strong point guard, so I think this is how we could manipulate this offense into doing this. I'm not a basketball junkie, so I'm not using the proper terminology, I'm sure. But but be specific. This is something that, you know, everyone's going to come in and just say, hey, I want to do this. I want to play hard defense. I want to do all these things. But if you can be specific to their personnel and what they, what they have done or haven't done or what pieces you'd add, or be specific as you can, as specific as you can when it comes to um, the actual job and have a plan, have a plan to win, have a plan on how you're going to build a championship culture. You know what the questions are going to be, you know, you know what all the questions are going to be. So make sure you're prepared for the interview. Um, don't have a bunch of people call uh, the AD on your behalf. I mean, you probably get one call. You get either your boss, if you're an assistant coach, that's your head coach or former coach you've worked for that maybe knows the AD, or you get your own AD or administrator to call. There's no such thing as influencers having Coach K call and pronounce your name wrong. That doesn't work. That's just going to shoot you in the foot. And if he can't speak to your, you know, work ethic and you know ability to coach and recruit and all those sorts of things you have to do, if he's just going to give somebody your name, um, then that's not good. Make sure it's someone that knows you and is a person either you work for or an athletic director or an administrator that might know the AD that 
that can speak on your behalf. Um, I'm probably missing a lot of things. There are a lot of do's and don'ts, Daryl. There's a lot of a mixture. Oh, another thing that's really, really common right now, uh, when you're interviewing on a Zoom, put a put a button-up shirt on or a blazer or something, um, guys. And then women, you know, make sure you're not wearing your Lululemon shirt like I am. This is an interview kind of, but not. So just make sure you're dressed for the part, right? You're you're trying to get this person to see you at their podium on the day of your press conference. Who is this person? Are they professional? Are they, you know, are they buttoned up? Do they care about the job? I mean, the biggest thing is if you're showing up in your sweats that has your school name on it or your school polo, you think that really shows that you care about the job, even though we're in a Zoom world, right? We're living in the Zoom world and you're, you know, probably just rolling out of practice, jumping on your computer, but it doesn't matter. Make sure you're dressing for the job. Make sure you look like you look the part. Well, Katie, I'm really enjoying this conversation. And I'm sure the coaches are as well, but we got to pay some bills here. So <laughs> we'll be back after this commercial, Kate. Sounds great. Watching, Thanks, well, you're here watching and listening to The Right Fit. The Right Fit podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies? Let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile, all for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates, and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit risingcoaches.com. Welcome back to The Right Fit. I'm your host, Daryl Jacobs, and my guest today is Katie Young-Style, VP at Turnkey Search, one of the most sought-after search firms in the sports industry. Let's talk about trends. You know, what are some of the trends that candidates or people need to be abreast of? within the sports search industry or within the process of interviewing for a job? Sure. Um, and that's a big one right now. And we've got all kinds of trends happening and all thing, you know, all kinds of things that are really important that you at least can speak on and give specific examples of what you've done, you know, as it relates to these trends. I think the first one um, and probably the most important one right now is mental health and making sure that you, um, you know, you are a coach that, celebrates your student athletes, someone who is a, you know, a player led program, but coach supported program. And I think that's really important that you know your student athletes and you give specific examples of what you've done off the court. You know, we all like to win and that's important, but I think team building and, and that sort of thing is such an important thing today. And, you know, a lot of student athletes struggle with a lot of different pressures, right? They've got school, they've got, um, you know, family stuff. They've got, I mean, not just to mention all of America struggling, but these student athletes are under so much pressure and such a microscope. You've got to have a coach right now and ADs are all looking to hire a coach that has a mental health awareness and capacity to be able to go in and help their student athletes achieve off the court as well. Because I think if you can achieve off the court, you've got a better shot on the court anyway. So um, just being mindful and um, being a person who's not going to have a, you know, a shut door. I think a coach that has an open door and not only has an open door, but actually meets the student athletes where they are. And that was one of the things that uh, Ray Anderson loved about Natasha Adair. You know, Natasha Adair did the search. I did the search for ASU. And she really stood out as a person who 
just cared tremendously about student athletes. And she had specific examples, not to say other candidates didn't, but she came in with a plan. She had examples. Um, when she was at Delaware, she actually uh, encouraged her team to write letters and all kinds of stuff. They actually got a bill changed uh, legally. So just all kinds, you can read about that. You can Google it, but she's done just a tremendous job at celebrating uh, the young women and making sure that they're great off the court and on the court. Um, and so I think that's a that's a really important trend. The next one, obviously, everyone talks about is the this, you know, name, image, likeness stuff. Uh, some schools are, you know, creating collectives and being able to um, go out and, and help their coaches uh, in that way. And, and student athletes, I mean, I don't live in the transfer portal, but I'm sure that's probably a lot of the piece of some of these, you know, these uh, student athletes looking to move or, you know, things like that. So I think just examples of what you know, your school is done. And obviously it's not just you as a coach because you can't, you know, the rules are different. Uh, but I think just having an awareness of what's going on there uh, and, and having an awareness of what's going on in retention and transfers and everyone kind of knows it, but until you have specific examples and can show that you are ready to be a head coach, not just an assistant coach, as it relates to all these different things, I think that's really important. And the last one I'll just touch on is the ability to work with a modern student athlete. Um, you know, kids today, everyone says they're different. And I mean, I'm sure everyone in general is different just because of the way we've evolved as a society and, and those sorts of things. But I think it's really important that you've got a coach that's in touch with student athletes and the things that they deal with on a daily basis and things that are important to them. Um, so I like to call them the modern, modern student athlete, not just, you know, a millennial or this next, that all sounds negative. I think modern student athlete sounds positive. Like this is where we're going. Um, Actually, I had a president this year in one of my searches say to me, we, were, we had a couple of different candidates in mind for the job, all really strong candidates for one of my women's searches. And uh, the president kind of got quiet for a second. I said, well, what do you want to do? You know, what, are we, what direction do you want to go here? These are all really good candidates. And he says, you know what? I'm looking to hire, uh, I'm looking to hire someone for potential, not nostalgia. And I thought that was just such a remarkable phrase. What a... I'm not going to tell you who it was. I don't want to out, you know, the other candidates and stuff, but it was a really just kind of set me back from it. And the athletic director was like, wow, that was just brilliant that he, that this president just said that. So recruiting for potential, not nostalgia. I think that is a trend. We've seen a lot of people get jobs um, that are up in commerce. I mean, look at Dennis Gates in Missouri. You know, he, he, I did the search at Cleveland state when he got the job, just a tremendous person um, who's just, you know, that next up kind of guy, right. He's, He's not, uh, you know, a 60 year old, no, no offense to anybody, but he, but presidents are looking for that person who they know can connect with student athletes. And uh, I think that's really important. And I think that's absolutely a trend, right or wrong or indifferent. It's a trend. So we're seeing a lot of those, those folks in mid-majors hopping up to power five jobs um, right away. And that's great information. And, and talk about when there's trends, that means there's opportunities. Talk about those opportunities that, these trends might be creating? Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities. I think with the trends these days, I mean, you've got an opportunity to be, you know, to be seen and be, um, if you're going to do well where you are, you've got an opportunity to move up. And I think just being a person of integrity and a person who's, you know, known and you're having success and there's so many ways to showcase that now. I mean, you know, there's social media, there's uh, videos, there's things that you're doing off the court that you're able to show um, you know, via, you know, different elements in recruiting or on, you're on Twitter, or you're doing a video show or, you know, how, whatever that is, live look at the locker room. You're kind of like the old crib show, you know, like take a peek into our program kind of thing. So I think that that's something that is a huge 
uh, opportunity for coaches to be able to not self-promote, but to really promote their athletes, not promoting themselves. By doing these things, they're promoting their student athletes. And uh, there's just so many avenues. I mean, we're on a podcast right now. Who thought we would be on a video podcast five years ago? Probably nobody really did that. So just as as we grow as a society and technology, it's such a big opportunity for coaches to be to be seen and known and, and show what they're about and not just about watching a game on Saturday night. I like how that person calls a timeout or they did this play out of bounds or whatever. It's it's about not about that anymore. That's the bar, right? That's the bar that they set. But people that can go above bar um, and above board, uh, you're able to showcase that now, I think, in addition to your X's and O's and winning and losing. Oftentimes we talk about differentiators, and I want you to get into this because this is a very important question. What can candidates do to differentiate themselves from other candidates during the interview process? Yeah, the number one thing I talked about earlier is research. Know the school. Do your research on the AD. And don't just make it like a canned response like, Daryl, I see that you went to this school and you did this. No, it's you got to weave it into your answers so they could so you're almost demonstrating you've done your research without telling them you've done your research. So I think it's kind of an art. So that's number one. Um, you know, I think that that's super important. And, you know, to be able to stand out, you have to have energy. This is coaching. This is passion. If you're getting on a, a Zoom call and you're, you know, acting like you don't want to be on it or you haven't done your research, you're just kind of like, I'm going through the motions. That's not going to get you to the next round, right? The job on a Zoom these days, and it used to be airport interviews. We used to bring five, six people into an airport interview. I'd shuffle you in and out. You get an hour with the committee, and then you're off on your plane, right? Well, and then you'd go to campus. Well, now those have been replaced because of finances and budget issues and just convenience and getting people in the right place with Zooms. And so treat it like you're in the room with the people. Um, you've got to treat that and you've got to be you know, professional and making sure that you are on your A game during that Zoom, uh, because if that doesn't work out, you know, then you're going to be probably not moving to the to the next round. So um, I think that's really important that you do your research, know your audiences. And, you know, if there's a faculty athletic rep in the meeting, there's so many different types of searches, right? Sometimes it's just the AD and maybe their deputy or top donor. Sometimes there's a committee of 20, <laughs> Some, something sometimes, right? Some of the high academic schools like to treat it like a faculty search. And if you're in there, you've never been in a boardroom and, you know, talk to a faculty athletic rep in that setting, well, or, or a provost or someone else on campus, you've got to make sure they're engaged, that they understand. Because that tells me if you're, a, if you're a candidate and that's happening, that cross-campus collaboration is very important, right? So, that would, so that's what I would lead with. What am I doing on my campus? Do I eat lunch in the faculty lounge? Am I doing something with my students? Um, how am I bringing in students from the rest of campus to into my program? Am I inviting my provost, um, you know, to practice things like that to show what these student athletes endure every day? Just unique ideas. Just know your audience when you're interviewing. I think that's really important. Well, we come to the last part of the show, and my favorite question, believe it or not, is called word association. I say a word name or place, and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh boy, in the hot seat now, <laughs> Daryl. You got me. Okay, I'm ready. Arizona. Sun Devils. <laughs> Venture Partners. Uh, partnership, Chad Chalice, my BFF, my partner in crime. Family. Oh, my son and my husband. And finally, turnkey. Turnkey, um, collaborative. I think everyone is just out to collaborate and help each other, which is what I love about it. 
Well, Katie, thank you for taking the time to join me this afternoon. I want to thank the viewers and listeners as well. Join me next Friday with another great guest here on the Right Fit Podcast. Until then, I'm Daryl Jacobs. Please stay healthy, stay safe, and have a wonderful and great weekend.